to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Kim Bohorquez. Students from West High School walked out of their classrooms on Wednesday to protest the Utah legislature's passage of a law banning transgender girls from participating in school sports matching their gender identity. Education reporter Connor Sanders went to West High to cover the protest. He has more on what happened. HB 11 has to vote. HB 11 has to go. Chants of HB 11 has to go and trans kids belong in sports echoed off the steps of West High School on Wednesday morning after students walked out in protest of Utah lawmakers' decision to ban transgender girls from competing in school athletics. West's Queer Student Association organized the protests and worked with school administrators to get the demonstration approved. To a crowd of hundreds of students, 18-year-old Mar Arellano said through a PA system, and I quote, we're here to show that as much as you want us gone, we're not going anywhere. The crowd cheered. Another student, 15-year-old Danny Ma'alelu, told the crowd that the harms caused by the government against trans students aren't just limited to Utah. She pointed to a bill in Florida that, that bans classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity, labeled by some as the Don't Say Gay Bill. And there are also bans and proposed bans against gender-affirming medical treatments for transgender students in Texas and elsewhere. She went on to say, and again, I'm quoting here, if they care so much about us, the kids, like they say, then why do they harm us with these bills? We belong here! 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 The demonstration lasted about an hour before the students went back to their classes. At the end of the protest, what did the students say they really wanted? Simply for their voices to be heard by lawmakers, they said. And next, managing editor Grant Burningham caught up with Luke Peterson, editor of the Tribune's Innovation Lab, to talk about a revolution brewing and how we grow food in Utah. We often take a look at big agriculture and its water usage or how commodities are doing in the market. Here to talk about something else, small agriculture, is Luke Peterson. Luke, thanks for talking to us. Yeah, thanks, Grant. Why don't you introduce this concept? What's the difference between big agriculture and small agriculture? Yeah, so um, I mean, they they could both be misnomers to a certain extent. Um, when when I talk about small agriculture, we're talking about um, community agriculture or community supported agriculture that has a very different focus. The focus is on um, selling food direct to consumers. It's about connecting with community. It's about um, adopting sustainable practices uh, and doing, I would say more profitable farming is, a, is also another way of looking at it. Um, you know, per acre, per square foot, it, it generates a lot more revenue than traditional agriculture. So traditional or big agriculture, at least in Utah, is would be more of your your classic alfalfa farmer, a farmer uh, here in Utah, um, somebody who has maybe 500 acres, uh, grows alfalfa as feed. Um, a lot of that feed will go potentially out of the state. Sort of depends. Uh, relies on tradition. And this is where terms get weird. Relies on traditional in the sense of 
commonly adopted farming practices, which means um, industrial and commercial herbicide, fertilizer, and pesticide, um, and fungicide. And those are kind of the two, the two different groups. So I'm curious how much you can actually produce on a small farm. One of the farms that you mentioned in your article is one acre expanded to two acres. I mean, that's the size of a couple house plots. How much can you really produce on that much land? Yeah. So the interesting thing about that particular uh, community agriculture um, producer, Red Acre down in Cedar City, is that they uh, they actually um they offer a, a CSA, a community supported agriculture program that is full diet, um, meaning that they actually produce enough food that the people who have CSA shares and get a weekly delivery of food from them are getting vegetables, they're getting greens, they're getting eggs, they're getting meat, they're getting uh, dairy, right? And so on this on this couple of acres is what they and what they're at now they're able to produce the full spectrum of a meal um for a whole bunch of people who, who own shares in this so it, it actually you can do a lot when the target is density um when you focus on having healthy soil and trying to grow as much as you can um, and having things regenerate, right? Using the fertilizer from your chickens to grow your your uh, vegetables and so forth. There's a lot that can be done to where we're talking about more than two dollars per foot um, per square foot um, in in that type of farming, as opposed to a few cents if we're talking about more large scale cash crop farming. Thanks, Luke. Today, reporter Sage Miller is covering a protest by Delta Airlines pilots at Salt Lake City International Airport. According to a news release, the pilots are picking because of Delta's scheduling practices, which, the pilots say, have forced them to go on lengthy, fatiguing flights. That's it for today's segment of The Daily Buzz. You can find new episodes of the podcast on your favorite streaming platform. I'd like to thank the Tribune's Shoel Cardenas for editing the podcast and Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for producing our music. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow.